Hey everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Polanski. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, Mike. Good. It's been a busy weekend for old Chrissy, let me tell you. For, for old Chrissy. Old Chrissy. That's uh, that's my country name. I was going to say, like, are you uh, suddenly like a... Uh... I'm a horse, Mike. Uh, <laughs> just don't trip. Don't break your leg. I was going to say a, a geyser. Like, a, like a, Oh, you know. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Old reli- What's that? Old reliable? Old or faithful. Like old faithful. Old faithful. There you go. Yeah. 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 But yes, no, I, um, I I finished all the framing of my deck, so it's good to go now, mm-hmm. ready for all the deck boards, which should hopefully come this week. Keep your fingers crossed. That's good. And then today we had a baby shower and a belated mother's day so we celebrated my mom's side of the mother's day thing tonight uh, oh yeah okay yeah. you were, i remember you talking about this on the mother's day episode that you got, yeah like, that's right so we, we took her out there. to sushi we had all the kids there and uh it was quite the experience <laughs> Wait, what, day did, what day did you go for sushi literally like literally an hour ago Oh, really? Or, I okay. guess two hours ago now. Okay, because then your wife is all about that sushi life because she actually was here while I was working at home on Friday, and she said that she had just come from sushi for lunch. That's right, yes. One of her friends has found a new job, so they took her out for dinner and like, where do you want to eat? And the friend's like, let's go to sushi. And, and, <laughs> and just meanwhile. Like, oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> what timing? Now, we do, we do love sushi, but two sushis in one week is probably a little excessive. Yeah, probably. But what can yeah. you do? Yeah, what can you do, Mike? You could not eat one of those sushis? That's true. You know what's a good thing, Mike? What? Let me just tell you. What? I'm just going to come out with it. Oh. When your child is obsessed with Roombas and vacuums. I've Okay, yes. Please tell me all about this because I've seen some of the video footage. Yes, this. well, so I don't know what it is, but Ben, because my, both my parents and myself, we both have Roombas. Yes. And no matter what house he's at, he identifies where the Roomba is, and that's all he wants to do. And he kind of like smacks it and tries to get it to go. He doesn't know that if you press the button, obviously, you know, it starts to move. With time. Yeah, with time. And he, he loves that, and he loves just straight-up vacuum cleaners, so I'm hoping that in the future, he's a real cleaning guy, right. and he'll just clean the house for us all the time. But I know the point that you're alluding to, Mike, is did you know that you can use a Roomba as a child transportation device? Yes, I have seen the video evidence, as I was <laughs> alluding to. It is, it is fantastic. It is a lot of fun to watch. Although, if you... I don't know how to describe it, but if you don't put them in the right spot, the Roomba kind of like is like a bucking Bronco and just sort of spins in a spot. And I think it feels like it's stuck or something. Right. So you have to, you know, put the baby in just the right area on the Roomba mic, and then it just takes them wherever the Roomba wants to go. So you have yourself a little baby rodeo sometimes then. Exactly. Nice, exactly. Nice. I am. I am actually genuinely surprised that the Roomba can carry that much weight. But <laughs> there you go. That's we're certainly not experts, Mike. But Roomba's great child play thing. There you go. Well, I was going to say that cats cats ride around on Roombas, but I feel like most cats are not the weight of your child, specifically your child, because your child is enormous. He's a big boy. Yes. I, we don't know how much he weighs now, but I'm going to guess like 24 pounds. I couldn't. Like that. I couldn't believe it when he was over here on Friday. Like I only saw yeah. him for a few minutes, but I'm like, holy crap, that kid's big. <laughs> 
But you know what? Because he used to be like, I, he never had like mega roles or anything, mm-hmm. but he's thinned out a little bit now. So now it's just 23 or 24 pounds of pure muscle. Oh, he's leaning like, up, has he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's hitting the gym. <laughs> <laughs> the baby six pack. That's right. He's just constantly. Well, now that he can stand up, he's just constantly stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Oh, he's, so doing, he's, like, oh, yeah. he's doing like baby squats, right? Of course, of course. That's so it's, it's quite the experience. I mean, you'll have lots of stuff to look forward to in, in a month or so. Yeah. Well, William's doing that thing where he does the uh, the bouncy thing, like when you try to stand him up, and he's like got the legs going, like he's ready to yeah. jump. So. That was something that you mentioned a while ago when when you had Ben in the the, the Jolly Jumper was he was like oh yeah it ruins standing for you yep no we have that going on with William actually before I move on to talking about William I want to say one fun anecdote from having your son here the other day Tiff put him on the couch and he sat okay. there for ten seconds and then he turned to his left and then he grabbed Laura's phone charger which was plugged into the wall and tried to put it in his mouth <laughs> and I, I was like nope nope let's not do that let's not do that yeah. honestly I, I'm not sure what that would do if, if he was to put I feel like there's some sort of safety precautions that are put into those things but at the same time you know putting that that metal phone charger into his wet mouth probably <laughs> while it was plugged into the wall might well, not Mike, have... there was only one way to truly find out <laughs> You should have let him do it, eh? <laughs> well, Tiff was telling me about the same thing. I was like, well, those phone chargers are only five volts. So <laughs> you really shouldn't feel really anything, right? There's right. not that much shock there. Well, it was a fast charger, so it could have been. Oh, maybe, well, it might have been like it eight volts. It might have been eight then. That's right. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> that would have been. You never taste anything ever again. No, no. How did that happen? Well, I put a phone charger and plugged it into my <laughs> mouth when I was a baby. <laughs> but he's he's never been so energized, though. Of course, of course. That's yeah. always how you keep him awake when he's falling asleep. You just give him that and knock <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> little, little jolts back, yeah. In the, the, heart rate, the heart rate bumps up a little <laughs> bit, too. <laughs> In the interest of keeping our asses safe, don't do that. We give... And we give advice on the show every so often, but don't don't let your child eat a phone cord. I I I felt I don't feel like I should have I needed to say that, but I I'm gonna well, say it just just to cover our asses. Well, I know we say that we're certainly not experts, but I can I feel like we can classify this as expert advice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. William tonight. I don't know how that kid is not blind because I was feeding him tonight. And we've gotten to the point now where we're starting to feed him. Like, we have these, the worst names, the worst name of a, for a product that you could feed to a child I've ever heard of. They're like, they're essentially like a cracker, but they're not a cracker. They are rice rucks. Rice rucks. Rice okay. rucks. They're, it, it looks like a tiny surfboard. Okay. And like, and the idea is, is you put it in your mouth and it kind of dissolves. So it's something easy for the baby to eat. So we were trying to do that to just kind of be like, here, get used to holding things and putting them in your mouth. And we've also got, I can't remember what they're called, but the baby holds onto a ring and then it's got like a bit of a net. And then you put like a banana or something in the net and then they squish it into their mouth. And it's that way they're like not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they, they're not a hold, like holding on to the slimy thing, but they still have a, a, their way to eat it. And at the same time. Because it's getting pushed out through the net, it's not going to choke the baby or anything like that because it's like a big chunk or anything like that. So we've been doing stuff like that. And he's been grabbing at his spoon 
So I'm like, here you go. You want your spoon? Take your spoon. And Laura's shown me him do this a few times. And he, you know, kind of puts the spoon in his mouth or misses it and sort of pokes himself in the nose with it. I hand him the spoon today and he just shoves it complete with all of the food on it right in his eye. Like just, <laughs> like just crams it into his eye. I was shocked that he didn't start bawling his, his good eye out, you know. So we had to stop feeding him so we could wipe all of the puree out of his eyes. So. <laughs> this, there might be time to go to the optometrist, I think. <laughs> well, Baby can't identify mouth. Well, did I not tell you about the, I, I don't know if, I don't think I've mentioned it on the, on the show before is we've taken William to an optometrist. Oh, okay. Because because both Laura and I have glasses, so it was kind of like, yeah. all right, well, let's get this baby checked out as soon as we can. And the optometrist, I didn't, t- I was not there. All of this is is what sure, I've yeah, been second hand information. Exactly. Yeah. The optometrist we took him to is Laura's family optometrist. He has been her optometrist her entire life. He okay. knows her. She knows him. She's like, it's the nicest guy I've ever met. If we, if you need to go to an optometrist, optometrist, you should go to this guy too. And so she brings William to see Dr. Lee and Dr. Lee walks into the room and is like, Hey, William, nice to meet you. William starts screaming, like <laughs> screaming, like, like, like he's being stabbed with tiny needles constantly. And, and then, like, they're like, oh, okay, maybe he's startled by, like, Dr. Lee. And and then, like, Laura brought up the wiggles on her phone, and she, uh, you know, like, say, they sang songs to him. All the things that we normally do that, that calm him down. Nothing was working. Nothing was working. He left the room just as a test, and sure enough, William stopped crying immediately. And then the doctor- oh, And then the optometrist came back in, and he started bawling again. And then he walked out again and will stop bawling. And then he came back. <laughs> so what they ended up doing was the optometrist actually went because it's, it's one of those practices where there's more than one doctor. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So he actually went to the other optometrist and is like, look, I'm going to do your appointment. Can you do my appointment? Because this baby does not want to see me for whatever reason. And and he was totally fine with the other optometrist. Like they did all of the little tests, like where they, they shoot the, the the air into your eye and everything. He was fine. It's just for whatever reason, that baby did not like Dr. Lee. Like just <laughs> hated his guts, like scream bloody murder every time he saw him. He's so fine funny. Everybody else, he was in a good mood the rest of the time. He was smiling at everybody in the lobby. The woman who worked the front desk, he was laughing. And then he met Dr. Lee, and it was the end of the world. Well, so, well that's too bad. Yeah. The family legacy dies with William, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get him back there again and see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. That's very true. I have no idea. I, I'm just I was like, what? what's the issue? Like, what could it have been that... that William did not like Dr. Lee for him. Like, did he have a weird mustache? But that doesn't make sense. I have a mustache. He doesn't hate well, me. And I was going to say, ben, ben gets a little weird about guys with beards. Yeah. Like, like big, bushy beards. But, you know, he doesn't, like, freak out, usually. He's but, just like, mm, I don't want to be held by you. Yeah, but Ben doesn't have a problem with me, and I got a big beard. No, but I mean, he also knows you, though. Right? I it's the same with Russ. Like, he knows Russ. Russ got a big beard, too. So Yeah. But, yeah, no, for whatever reason... Didn't like Dr. Lee. So. <laughs> All right. 
So when he one out of five star rating. <laughs> yeah. So when he goes when he goes blind from stabbing himself in the eyes with spoons, we're gonna have to take him to somebody else. I think. <laughs> yeah, go so. somewhere else. Oh, good to know, Mike. Yeah, good to know. And and he's also any day now he's gonna start crawling. Cause, oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Because we were definitely we put him to bed maybe twenty minutes before I came down here with you, to record with you, and he's doing that thing where like. Where like he he's on his tummy and he starts pushing with his back legs, but because he's not moving his hands, he just crams his face into the ground. So he's just got like right. his butt up in the air and his legs are going and he's not moving anywhere because his face is like planted into the <laughs> blankets, you know. <laughs> right. So so yeah, he's on his way. He's got half of it down. He just got to figure out the front half and he's good to go. Well, that's good. Halfway there, right? Exactly, exactly. And then, well, as soon as soon he'll start doing like that all fours, like wiggle thing when they yeah, do, like yeah. back and forth. And then maybe who knows? Maybe he'll start crab walking like Ben did. And yeah, he, he's also got his baby teeth are, are starting to pop in. So like those are a, any minute now. Those are going to start shooting out of his face because like, you can see you can see the little like white nubs from where his teeth are coming in. So they're they're going to come pop through any time now. Man, it's exciting. Exciting, Mike. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then keep your fingers away because they're going to get ripped right off. Well, he already bites down, gums down on you pretty hard sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a lot worse when he's got some teeth in there. Yeah, right? perhaps so. Perhaps so. But but yeah. that's what's been going on with, with that baby. And uh, I, I got to say, though. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get that feeling, you know, that that feeling in the in the pit of my heart because I'm about to go away for the first time. Now this is something that you've done a million times because of your work. You go I shouldn't say a million, more than <laughs> once. More than yes, once. Yes, that's right. You've been away from your your wife and child for a few days at a time, several times at this point, but this is my first time I'm going to be away. I'm going to New York as we talked about last week. And why we're recording early this week is I'm I'm off to New York for five days. And I think it's just starting to finally hit me that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be gone. And I'm not going to get to see that guy for five days. So yeah. I don't know. How, how do you handle it? How do you handle it? It, it, it is tough. It, it definitely is tough. I know the first time I went away, I definitely missed him a lot. But then at the same time, sometimes you feel like the advantages of not being there. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I went to a good example. Is I went to Louisiana, I don't know, a month ago now, something like that. And I was there for four days, three or four days. And literally the first day it was like, yeah, I miss them. I don't really want to go. But then I got there, worked, got back to the hotel at like 630, fell asleep at seven, woke up the next day at seven. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so there is that. Like there are some perks to it, but mm-hmm. certainly it helps with video chat and stuff now. Yep. You know, the fact that, you know, Tiff can FaceTime us in and we can sort of see each other. Although, prepare yourself, Mike, because literally every time I've gone away, which I think is four or five times now, he does something new while I'm gone. Oh, of course. He, well, yeah. He's going to do the crawling. We were just talking about that. Uh, yeah. So, he he might crawl or he might, like, I don't know, go from, like, laying down to sitting up on him by himself, like, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, absolutely, I'm not even joking. Every time I've gone, he's done something new. And I get the video or I get the FaceTime of him doing it later. So, so yeah, maybe if you go away more often, he'll be, like, sprinting in a month or so, you know? Yeah, I'm going to pull up that video chat and he'll be like, hello, father. 
I've missed you. <laughs> yes, I've like, been gone you, for five days. We must speak. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does. It definitely does suck. And you do. You do miss them. You know, it is fun to get a little bit of sleep. But at the same time, yeah, it's like I'd much rather be home right now. Yeah. No, I'm going to miss him. I'm, I feel like I'm I was part of me was like, I'm going to be so busy with work stuff that I'm not even going to think about it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I, I know that I've seen my 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 itinerary. We actually have one day where we're just kind of there because it just didn't work out with the flights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the option was either we leave, we leave, and I mean on the plane, not like getting to the airport and everything at yeah. five in the morning, or we, or no, no, it was like three in the morning. He said so. It was like flight back at three in the morning, or we go the next day. So right. we picked the next day. Yeah, and no so we. Uh, I have basically you know, a whole day that I'm going to be just kind of not there, that I'm not working, and I'm sure that's when I'll be saddest. I mean, yeah. Although, you know what? I always find when I'm at work, mm-hmm. I, you know, to me, it's the same as being at work, you know, here in Hamilton or wherever you work, if it's in Burlington or whatnot. But it's when you get back to the hotel and you've got, you know, you're twiddling your thumbs. It's like, I feel like I should be, you know, playing with Ben or playing with William right now. You know, yeah, yeah. that's that's when it really sinks in. Well, I, I'm going to be doing, because there's a lot of, like, business meetings and stuff that I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of people that I haven't seen in, like, a year. And I can't wait for all of the conversations where it's like, oh, what do you, what, what have you been doing for the last year? Oh, well, I had a kid, and then that's going to make <laughs> me miss him even more and all that stuff. The other thing I'm half expecting people to be like is, holy crap, where did you go? Because I've lost like fifty pounds since most of them saw me last, so that's also something to brag about. Right? It is, it is. I was actually talking to my brother yesterday, and I haven't seen him in a few months because he's kind of been housebound, and I've been housebound for a different reason. You know, because a baby. You know, I'm yeah, usually yeah. You don't you that don't thing. you don't get out a lot when it's like, oh, your bedtime's at seven. You know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen him in a while, and 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 I ran. To, I was talking to him yesterday, and I I was like, "So how you doing?" He's like, "I'm good." Where did you go? Like half of you's missing. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you, you lose almost fifty pounds. You, you yeah, you, it's you a big. That's what weight. Tiff said. She said she looked at you. Was like, you just look so different. Like you, you just <laughs> you've lost all this weight and stuff. Whereas I don't think I've seen you in person in a little bit. So yeah, we still have these fun video chats that we've been doing. So that's right. But it's only it's only like shoulders up though. Although you are shirtless, so I mean, yeah, well, nice, you know, right? yeah. rubbing oil on myself as the show <laughs> goes on, yeah, glistening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this is like some erotica now, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. well, hey, you ever... You, <laughs> Stay tuned for, for the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's the thing. We'll, that's If you want to see the oil up YouTube videos, <laughs> then you got to start paying money. We'll have to get that Patreon going. <laughs> exactly, a premium stream. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of shirtless, oiled up dudes, this weekend was a big weekend for, for wrestling, actually. Yes. So we've talked on the show before about how we're both WWE fans, but this was the debut of AEW, All Elite Wrestling. And I didn't watch it live because I didn't have time. I was not available to watch it live. And you did not either. I assume you were just busy. I, I did not, know. But we, I watched the like the little pre-show thing and, and I watched the highlights afterwards. Right. And I watched a lot of the highlights myself. 
What what were your impressions of the show from the highlights? I am genuinely intrigued, you mm-hmm. know, because you know, I think we've talked about it on the show before, is I am only a recent wrestling fan. I think the last, you know, what, six years or whatever, seven years, however long I've known Tiff for, that's when I got into it. Which I still can't you know, believe. I still couldn't believe when, when you're like, yeah, man, I, I love it. And I'm like, this is so weird because, like, I've – Laura, Laura even commented at the time because it was she would she didn't watch wrestling either, and it was when yeah. Tiff finally started you know talking about oh no I love wrestling I'm like oh my god I can finally talk to somebody about wrestling, and and Laura's like what is what is this where where is this coming from because I don't talk about wrestling with her because she doesn't watch it you know yeah. so so all of a sudden she's like it's really weird that you have this thing that you're like secretly a fan of that you never talk about and I'm like well you never <laughs> you never cared and then you started watching and then we all kind of started getting together you know for pay-per-views and now Laura's a fan and and you're a fan and, and now we all get together and and talk about wrestling which for me is great cuz now I have this whole like wrestling group that I can talk to that's that, right dream fulfilled yeah. right yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, going back to it. So for me, WWE is wrestling. Yeah. I don't. I don't know any other of the promote. Well, sorry, I know some of the promotions. I never watched any of them or anything mm-hmm. like that. But uh, from the highlights, I am super intrigued, and I will actually probably plunk down. I don't know how much it is, thirty or forty bucks for like the next pay per view. I think. And I'll, was, I'd, I'd watch it for sure. I think I heard it was fifty. Fifty bucks? Well, whatever. I mean, fifty dollars is not that bad. They said that not all of their pay per views will be because the last night was five hours. They said, and okay. they said not everyone will be five hours. So I would assume that kind of like a ten dollars an hour sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. I assume if they're going to be shorter, they'll be cheaper because they said that yes. we might do some that are like two hours and and stuff like that. So. Well, and the thing that has really gotten me hooked is that Dean Ambrose, or a.k.a. John Moxley John Moxley, now, yes. John Moxley is part of AEW, and he was always my favorite wrestler in mm-hmm. WWE. So, I'm, you know, for me, now I have a reason to watch. And for you, Chris Jericho, who is your favorite wrestler, this is, is part of AEW as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, you've got that in, too. Yeah. I, I was very interested with... Because I, I, I liked that... I don't know if you saw the highlights of Jericho's intro, where they did, yes, like... Yes, I did. They did that like, was a cool intro. Yeah, where they did, like, his career, where they had, like, his original version, and, and then they had the list of Jericho version, and then the light-up jacket version of Jericho, and then he came out as modern-day Jericho, and... And I'm, I'm, it's it's nice to see that he's back to pants. I always liked pants Jericho versus trunks Jericho. That's just a personal preference. I don't sure, know. yeah. But but yeah, I I really like it. It feels like um, NXT ish mm-hmm. to me. You know, in the sense that it. Yeah. Not that I don't like how Raw and SmackDown are. Like I like how flashy it is. But NXT, I find to be a little bit more aggressive and maybe just. I don't know, quote unquote, real, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a little more emotion, a little bit more whatever, whatever that it factor is uh, in NXT. And I felt like this was sort of the same thing. I find that it's also more intimate, like even though there's still like yeah. 20,000 people in the room, at least last night there was, it's it's something about it feels more like they're like it's a smaller venue. Like, I mean, it is a small it's, it's not WrestleMania, that's for sure, you know, no, where there's no. like 70, 80,000 people, but you know, it's it's even though it was still like twenty thousand people, it still seemed you know like a small small group kind of thing. 
Yeah. So did you watch the highlights of Cody versus, well, I'm not Gold Dust, but I guess. Yeah, uh, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin. Rose, I did yeah. watch some of the highlights of that. Yeah, it was crazy. I, like, the match started with, with Dustin having red face paint on half of his face. And the match ended with him having red face paint on all of his face. <laughs> and all over the floor and yeah. all over Cody, yeah. But I liked Cody's entrance where he took a lot of shots at Triple H. Yes, where he had like the Triple H chair and the sledgehammer and stuff. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So I think I think that's cool. And it actually got me thinking, what comes on Raw tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, because we're recording it Sunday, Raw's on Monday. Does Raw fire back a little bit like does triple h come out and you know make fun of cody in some sort of like subversive way you know i'm curious to see if this is sort of the kickoff of you know the modern day wcw versus wwe yeah i mean hell i would love that because that period is one of the best periods in wrestling because of competition i mean when yes when you got rid of all your competition things got really stale like when WCW and ECW both went under and WWE was the only game in town, right in the early 2000s, maybe WrestleMania 20, or I was about to say WrestleMania 2017, WrestleMania 17 <laughs> was kind of like the end of that era, right? And because like, that's the Attitude Era, right? Like, the Attitude right. Era basically ends at WrestleMania 17. And then a lot of weird crap happens for like. Like, like, okay, think of the his, history lesson. Here. Think of this: like, your entire life, you're you've been like, I'm a WWE guy, and you're a WCW guy, and like we've always been like, my guy, my show's better than your show. Oh yeah, my show's better than your show. And then finally, the moment arrives where WCW and WWE finally are at war because you know the, Vince buys WCW. And all the guys who come out to represent WCW are like C and D listers and Diamond Dallas Page, you know, right. like, <laughs> and then they just crapped Diamond Dallas Page. Like, well, I, I shouldn't say and just because Booker T was there, too. And and obviously Booker T's legend. But but I mean, so it's Diamond Dallas Page. But anyway, I'm getting into semantics. But like, you don't know who Sean Stasiak is, you know, like, no. Never heard of him. Sean Stasiak was one of the the big guys. Buff Bagwell. Yeah, Buff Bagwell. You know, like, so that moment when you're like, well, I'm waiting for Sting versus Undertaker. Oh, well, Sting will not ever come to WWE. Oh, no, he came like 15 years too late. He wrestled twice and then retired. Like, like, you know, like (laughs) stuff stuff like that, right? Or even, I mean, they did the NWO, but they did it like a year too late. You know, like had the the NWO showed up like a year earlier and it all came down to like because it was WCW's weird thing where like everybody had guaranteed contracts. They get paid the same amount whether they showed up or not. Right. And and they basically just all chose to stay at home. They're like, I don't need to come in. And that's why you didn't see Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and Goldberg and Sting show up. They were like, whatever, you're you're paying me to show up or not show up. And I think I'll choose to not show up. And, and, you know, like, when that happened, it was just kind of like, oh, we can do whatever we want. And a lot of stupid things happened, including, right. like, that's that's when we got fun things like Katie Vick. And I, I don't know if you know the Katie Vick story. It's the worst nope. Kane storyline of all time. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
basically Kane and Triple H were fighting and Triple H was like, Kane, I know your secret. And Kane was like, oh no, he knows my secret. Like, like, like it's the worst possible thing to happen. And then it turned out that Kane's secret was that he at one point had been normal enough that he went on a date with a girl named Katie Vick and, and he was drinking and driving and he crashed the car and he killed her. Kane crashed the car. Katie Vick died. And then according to Triple H, Kane then had sex with the corpse. Oh, yes. Wow. And, and Kane, <laughs> wow. and, and Kane, Kane was the good guy in the feud. Kane was the good guy in the feud. And he never once was like, no, I didn't. Like he, he was just like, mm. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> oh looking pensive. Oh my and God. It, and it all culminated in this terrible bit where like Triple H dressed as Kane had sex with a blow up doll in a coffin. That's this is horrible. This, this is, just sounds awful. It is the worst. It is the absolute worst. And the, I, somehow footage of it still exists out there. But well, and somebody wrote this down. Was like, you know, what's going to be a great story? Yeah, let's have Triple H have sex with a corpse. That yeah, this great. abomination. Is, yeah. This is going to be top notch, yeah. A plus so, rating. But anyway, getting back to the point. If anything. We have seen that competition creates better work ethic out of everybody. Because when you're like, oh, I got to beat so-and-so, then you're really going to work a lot harder. So, But from what I saw, like I, the John Moxley debut when he showed up at the end of the Jericho Omega match was, was pretty crazy. I, I couldn't believe that Jericho won the Omega match. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I totally expect that Omega is going to win this. Like, that's right. That's stunning it. to me. Yeah. And Jericho won with his new finisher, which was like this crazy backhand elbow thing that he does now. So, yeah, no, uh, it's, I'm excited to see what they do with, with AEW. And perhaps the next pay-per-view, you plunk down the cash and... And I'll split it with you, and we'll all sit around and eat snacks, and babies will fall asleep, and all that fun. Yeah, stuff. I think it's a great. I think it's a good idea. Like I said, I am I am genuinely intrigued, yeah. so I am all on board that train. I think they they pay per view it on YouTube or something, don't they? Like it's uh, not even a cable thing. No, they they were on like the Fight Network. Or something oh, okay, like that. it was on its own thing. It was like, well, and then their their regular TV show starts in October, I think, on TNT. TNT in the states, yeah. So I don't know what it'll be on. I don't know who owns TNT licensing up here. If anybody does, I don't know. Somebody will pick it up. I mean, Upfronts is coming, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't know what the hell Upfronts are. <laughs> I'm in advertising. You yeah, you're you're the the guy. You should just get it, Mike. Oh yeah, I'll pick it up. Put it on my non-existent yeah. television network. Yeah, but you could start one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All we run is two hours of programming, one time a week. Yeah, Mike TV. Yeah, 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 perfect. I'd subscribe, Mike. But hey, TV is a very popular subject, so much so that we talk about it on this show quite a bit with some of the comings and goings of, of television. And last week we talked about Game of Thrones and, and things like that. And we had some reader mail about this. That's right. Reader text message. Well, reader text message. Nobody needed to know it was a text message. You just yes, but I, I am all about full transparency, Mike. I see. I, I, don't, see. I don't need to hide behind any veils. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Right. So uh, in a change of pace, because it was a text message to me, I'm going to read it because we didn't have any good way to get it to you. 
So, you know, everybody brace yourselves. It's going to be a little bit different. Oh, let's but, run with uh, it. Run with it, buddy. That's right. Take it. So this is from uh, from Lori, and I curl with Lori, so you will see a curling reference in there. So heads up. Oh, no. Well, I, if I, if like, I get it, I will laugh. That's right. It's very, very obvious reference. Of course. Anyway, so uh, listen to your episode today. I guess the Game of Thrones fans are no different than curling fans. Haha. <laughs> Why are people so miserable? I just think that people are so invested, and when things don't go the way they want it to go, they realize they have no control and lash out. It's referred to as outrage culture, and I'm certain it's becoming an epidemic. Uh, here's what I found about it. Outrage culture is defined as a sense of emergency is what people on all sides have developed an addiction to. Show us the next person to hate, and we are so there. We take an animalistic pleasure in destroying that kid in the mega hat, in fashioning a decades-old interview with John Wayne into a knife in which to posthumous... Oh, my... What, how do you pronounce that? Post... Posthumously? Yeah, that's it. Or posthumously, uh, Whatever. Eviscerate the actor. Uh, And then we look for our next target. Because we need the next hit, we need it right now. Being in a constant state of emergency, uh, a condition in which people notoriously make terrible decisions, is like having a fire raging inside the body, one that needs to be fed. It needs new fuel, and so we seek new enemies. Meanwhile, some of us are just watching from the sidelines, trying to stay out of the way, hoping not to be next. End text message. Well, then. That was quite the text message. It was quite the text was message. Was it over several messages? Two big messages. I see. Two big I messages. See. You know, I could definitely see a big outrage culture for sure, right? You know, I think we kind of touched on that a little bit in the last episode as we think, you know, somebody grabs on and then somebody says, oh, look what they're doing. We're going to pile on this pile too, right? The whole snowballing idea. Right, right. I, I can definitely see that being a bit of the case for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean... It's funny because we talked about like, oh man, this episode is going to be full of corrections from Laura. Well, we we got lucky. Oh, uh, she she listened to the episode while she was on a walk with William and had nothing to write down her thoughts. So when I asked oh. her what her thoughts were, she's like, I can't remember a single one of them. I have baby brain. I don't remember anything ever anymore. So <laughs> so we got away with it. Everything <laughs> everything so, was right. Everything. AKA perfect episode. Yeah. She totally agrees with all of our points. That's right. That's right. She 100% agrees with everything we said. I didn't butcher any of her points while I tried to communicate them in the last episode. Oh, perfect. Yes. Perfect. Well, I, we do have some follow-up on the last episode, too. So I think one of the things that you had talked about was, what was it, in regards to Oh, oh, no, in regards to D&D, the writer's D&D, yes. is people, you know, blame the writers, and then they dug up the fact that they also wrote one of the X-Men movies, right? X-Men, X-Men Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, well, obviously, season eight was going to be bad because that movie was not fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. even though you enjoyed it. And that same sort of revisionist history is slipping into the the fandom already as fans are turning on Kit Harrington and Sophie Turner, so Sansa and Jon Snow respectively, mm-hmm. and basically have come out and said that well they're both you know both of those actors have come out and said they don't really appreciate the way the fans are speaking about the show, you know, whatever. That's a monstrous paraphrase. And of course now the fans have turned on them and they call them you know, terrible actors, and of course, Kit will never get other work. And you know, Sophie Turner has the the new X Men movie coming out, uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and oh, of course, now they've realized that she's awful in that movie too, and the movie will tank because she's so awful. And it's just it's depressing that people will go to such lengths 
because they feel wronged. You know, like don't you feel like that's ridiculous? Yeah, no, you're definitely right. The fact that they're like digging up things to to bitch about now, like because because I've seen a billion things about people before. Like, okay, I'm surprised that they're not. Well, I mean, I guess because they were saying bad things about the fan reaction. Like, right. If Amelia Clark had turned around and been like, I didn't appreciate the way the fans would were talking about us, they'd all probably turn around and be like, she was the worst in Solo. You know, something like that. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But instead, I keep seeing all these posts about Amelia Clark where it's like, oh, put her up on a pedestal because she grinned and bared it while the writers did these terrible things to her character. You know, like, like <laughs> okay, sure. Well, like, and have you seen, like, for her in particular, people have cherry-picked interviews in which, you know, the interviewer asks, oh, what do you think about the final season? And they, like, have a little pause or they jokingly go, oh, it's okay. You know, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, that's that's them admitting that the season is awful. You know, yeah. it's like, I think you guys are reading into this just a little bit too much. You know? Yeah, I've seen those montages myself. I saw a yeah. lot of those montages as well back when Last Jedi came out, where people okay. were like, Mark Hamill tries to warn us that Last Jedi is terrible. You know, like stuff like that. And it's all just things of him being like, I, I just I disagreed with the director. You know, stuff like that. Like, he's like, I didn't think Luke would do this. Like, th- things like that. And and people are like, that's him saying that, that the movie's terrible and you shouldn't watch it and stuff. And they're like, no, it just means that he just had a disagreement with the Yeah, actor. he had a disagreement. Well, they you did know? that with the actor. I don't know who the actor is, but the one who plays uh, Euron, I think that's what yep, it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, Euron Greyjoy. Yeah, so he had posted a thing on Instagram and somebody asked him, it's like, oh, what do you think of your character? And the actor said... I wish there was a little bit more depth to him and, you know, I got to explore more things, you know, because he is like a, I'm going to say like a tertiary character. Yeah, yeah. You know, so in my mind, yeah, of course he would like to do more stuff because he's not, you know, the top tier character. Whereas, mm. like, like you said, everybody took it to be like, oh, they just butchered my character and, and he's only so one dimensional and, you know, I completely disagree with how they did it. So, I don't know, it's dumb. I, I did some thinking. I did some thinking since the last episode, and uh, you know, here's my big epiphany. But I feel like you know, people attach their identities to their fandoms. You know, so like you'd say yourself, "Oh, I'm Mike. I like Game of Thrones, right?" And Game of Thrones then becomes part of who you are, mm-hmm. and therefore. So I was thinking that when the fandom is perceived as bad, but they've made it clear that they like that thing, that they really overemphasize the fact. Well, I like it, but I really don't like this thing that everybody else doesn't like, right? right? And I think they kind of go above and beyond to try to distance themselves because they don't want to be perceived as stupid because they like something that other people don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's a real thing. Maybe I'm just inventing it, but I don't know. I feel like it holds a little bit of water. Oh, I, I definitely think so. I mean, I'm the kind of person that I like everything. Yeah, like everything for the well, for the most part, like within reason. Like I like the Alien versus Predator movies, and those movies are universally hated. You know, sure, stuff, yeah, stuff like that. Like even, I mean, I like the X Men movie that that we were just talking about that the Game of Thrones writers wrote, and people hate. I, mm-hmm. I like that movie. It's not my favorite movie in the series by a long shot. There, there's like maybe one or two I would put below it, but you know, it's. I liked it. You know, well, you can was... still be entertained by a bad movie. Exactly. Right? Snakes on a Plane, you and I obsessed over that movie. And it yes. was 
awful. Yeah. But it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's exactly how I feel with, like, the Alien versus Predator movies. They're just so stupid. And, like, you know, like, I don't watch those movies for, like, deep, complex emotions. I watch that movie because... You know, monsters shoot each other and eat each other's faces. There's an like, alien and there's a predator and they fight each other. Yeah, yeah, what more do I need? And then eventually humans show up and they get stuck to the wall with an axe. You know, like something like that. Like, that's all I need. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah, perfect. You're a simple man with simple needs. Yes. <laughs> yes. But but I've never had any issue. Like, if somebody says, like, oh, I hate that, I'm I'm not the person to be like, oh, what? Do you like that? Although apparently I am, oh, apparently oh, I am. Revelation. I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this out there so that he actually writes a freaking email for once. Okay. Because someone keeps messaging me that like, oh, I'm going to write an email about something you said on this week's show, and I keep messaging you to be like, did we get an email? And you're like, no, we did not. So this is my my call out because he sent me a message after last week's episode. And I don't know if he was drunk when he wrote it or what, but it was very rambly. And I'm like, I don't understand what this is. So this is me throwing the gauntlet down right in your email because I didn't, un- I did not understand what you were saying <laughs> when you were texting me. But can you can you give us a teaser? But or just what, what was the point here? Yeah. Well, most of everything he said was told with Star Wars gifts, which was just like, okay, I'm not okay. sure where these are leading to. But at one point he said, "You made fun of me for liking No Man's Sky," and I'm like. I don't remember that. So, I mean, feel free. Please enlighten me. When I was like, you liked No Man's Sky? Get out of here, you stupid idiot. But No Man's Sky is a video game that did very, sold very well, but was very poorly received. Very poorly received because they overpromised what the game was going to be. Grossly overpromised. Yes. Although, from what I've been hearing, it's actually really great now with all the updates they've been doing to it. It's like a lot of fun, and a lot of the stuff that they promised was going to be in the game on its original release is all in it now. And it makes yeah. the game that much better. So, I mean, I don't know. Two, I've, two yeah. to three years later. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've never played it. I don't plan on playing it because I don't even have time to play the games that I do own. But Yes, that's right. I, I actually, you know, I, I know we're getting to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I had not played a video game, Mike, since March until yesterday. Really? And I got to play for like two hours and the dopamine just set right in, uh, and I was so happy. <laughs> what, what was it you were playing? StarCraft II, believe StarCraft it or not. StarCraft II. Wow. Dusted off an old favorite, that's for sure. That's good. I, it's yeah. funny. I'm actually busting through Assassin's Creed Three Liberation Remastered is what I'm busting through right now. Because yeah. I, I finally beat all the DLC for Spider-Man. I can't believe it that like a small DLC pack took me like three months to beat. But yeah. I, I I wanted to play Assassin's Creed game, and I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is the the newest one. Mm-hmm. But I've been told by like my buddy, he's like, "Oh yeah, I beat it, and it took me 120 hours." And I'm like, "So if I play that, I will never play anything else ever again." <laughs> so die. So I picked Assassin's Creed Three Liberation Remastered because I had the itch because I wanted to play an Assassin's Creed game. And it was like, well, this one because it's it's again it's a remastered, it's a remake of the the Vita version. Like there's sure. a, there's a Vita Assassin's Creed game, so it's a remaster of that game so that it works on PS4 and it has like prettier water physics and better lighting and all that stuff. So I'm playing that because I've beaten it before, and I'm like, I know that this won't take a million years for me to beat. So that's what I'm playing right now when yeah. I get when I get the time. So 
that was pretty much the exact logic I used when selecting StarCraft 2. It's just like, I'll just play a mission. I know how long it takes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Not going to dig into Red Dead because I'm never going to finish that game. Yep. That's for sure. Yeah, That's one of the games. Like, There's a, a big list of ones that I'm like, man, it'd be great to start or finish this. And one day, one day, when yeah, he's like but, 18, <laughs> I'll just <laughs> dust off the old PS4 and... Or, right, or, or whatever. Or relive whatever. it together, father and son. Yeah, that's right. And then he'll be like, "Why? What are these? These graphics are terrible. I'm just gonna go plug my PS9 into my eyes, you know, like, <laughs> stuff like that." <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Part Time Nerds, Full Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, and all of your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us or let us know any helpful tips, or even tell us what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-timedads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. We did it. We didn't miss an episode, even though I'm gonna be away. But you know what that means? That means I'm going to start editing the show. Usually I have three or four days to edit the show. I have tonight to edit the show, and then <laughs> that's it. And I got faith in you, Mike. So If anyone can do it, it's you. Yeah. So until next time, I am Mike. <laughs> and I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>